Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I'm joined by Renee Michelle. So thanks for joining us today, Renee. Hi, how do you do? Thank you for having me. Absolutely, no problem. Um, I will have to say that um, I'm really honored to have you a part of the show today because before I really became a big fan of Indies Wrestling, I was a fan of you for a few years just because you used to wrestle for MCW and, you know, you're a four-time champion. So, you know, you're someone that I had been following for years, even, you know, like I said before, I really got heavy into Indies. So this is like a big deal for me, honestly. Oh, I had no idea. Now you're making me blush. <laughs> you're making me blush now. No, I, I, I had to throw that out there because, yeah, like, there are wrestlers that I discovered doing the podcast and you just go into indie events and then there's wrestlers I knew about prior, like, back when I was more so to, like, a WWE kind of person and then, you know, so, yeah, you know, you wrestling for MCW for, you know, on and off for years, you know, I did see you on the flyers and all that, like, she seemed really cool, you know, yada, yada, and now you're on my show. Oh, I, it's, it's an honor. All right. Thank you. So now let's get started with the questions, Renee. So I want to start at the very beginning. So what was your inspiration for becoming a professional wrestler? Actually, believe it or not, I didn't grow up watching wrestling. I wasn't even a fan. So I guess when I was approached, you know, by Dwayne Gill to get into wrestling, I absolutely did not know many of like the superstars of wrestling or anything like that. I didn't even know who was Hulk Hogan, let alone wow. Ultimate Warrior. So that is as much as I knew during that time about wrestling. So I, I sought out the opportunity to challenge myself. You know, like um, I grew up doing martial arts, you know, at such a very young age. And then when Dwayne Gill convinced me to get into wrestling, I was dead set against it. You know, I didn't want to try it. I actually want to do acting to get into stunts. Because I always love, like, watching, like, you know, from Bruce, Bruce Lee to Jet Lee to Jackie Chan to Z Zing and all of that. So that was more so my passion. So when I fell into wrestling, I was like, you know, I caught the wrestling bug and I absolutely loved it. And I wanted to see how far I could take myself with it. And you've, you know, gone pretty far, honestly. I mean, we've seen you all over the place on the indies. We've seen you in WWE, Impact. So I think, you know, your career has done very well so far. So that being said, you saying that, you know, you didn't grow up a fan or anything like that. Have you had, you know, people kind of give you like the cold shoulder or just kind of give you any negative vibes because you don't have that like background and stuff like that? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like, you know, like you, you meet people go like, you know, what are you doing here? You don't deserve to be here because you wasn't a wrestling fan. You don't deserve to be here because you don't know anything. Well, guess what? There's a lot of many superstars that made it very big that did not grow up from wrestling, that did not have, that wasn't even a wrestling fan, and that didn't even have like a particular wrestling background. And nothing's never said to them. And they gone further up to like WWE or, or whatever the case may be with it. Yeah, and I like... And to me, like, I get why people might be a little upset, but because, you know, they had that passion before. But it's like, if you can go and do it and be one of the best, then guess what? That's good for you. Like, if 
if you feel some type of way about someone who doesn't have that background and they do better than you, then that's on you. You know, you let them do better, you know, because there's been plenty of wrestlers out there that have been very successful without that background, you know, like Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, um, Kurt Angle. So, you know, Stone Cold Steve. (laughs) I mean, it, you don't have to sit there and, you know, go through, you know, all like the indies and all that to make it to the big time. You know, there's plenty of people who have done it or, you know, even like, like I said, like, you don't even have to be a fan too. you know, most people that is how they get into it. You know, you grow up, I want to do this. But I mean, it, when you get older, if you get the opportunity and you do it and you do great, then guess what? That's, you know, that's good on you because you did something that, you know, a lot of people said you couldn't because a lot of people do kind of they just don't think people could do it if they don't have that passion, you know, that prior passion or, you know, experience or something like that. I think, I think it excludes their own insecurities within themselves. And it's such a ugly trait, you know, instead of like focusing on yourself, you want to put that insecurity onto others versus accepting the fact that it's your own insecurities. Exactly. And like I said, that's just shame on them. You know, they're just not going to focus on themselves and trying to be the best they can be. Then at the end of the day, that's on them, you know, and it, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like, I'm used to being, oh, she's just a model. She can't do this. Oh, uh, I forgot the word for it, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like I have, I get more of a satisfaction proving them wrong. Uh, yeah, and that's good because that's motivation that you could use for yourself. You know, a lot of people do, because I, I know there was a period of wrestling where, you know, WWE, as an example, did hire people based off of looks without any kind of background. And I, and I, and I can understand why people can be a little upset about, you know, the opportunities being taken away. But like when you take that opportunity and make something of yourself, like I said, that's the motivation you use for yourself at the end of the day. So now the next question I wanted to ask. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I want to talk about um, MCW because that mm-hmm. is where I first discovered you. And I know you have a long history with them, you know, four time women's champ, which as of right now is the most title reigns for that title. So mm-hmm. tell me about your experience with MCW and, you know, some of your favorite moments when we you know working with them in the past. Absolutely loved it. Um, actually, Dan McDevitt, he took me underneath his wing when uh, Gilbert shut down. And I was only there for like probably like three months. And the school just randomly shut down. I absolutely have no idea why. You know, who, who Dan, he saw me and he took me underneath his wing and he put like the investment into me. He didn't have to, you know, he absolutely didn't have to. But he always told me that he always saw something in me and the potential that's in me. And he's always been like a wrestling father to me. I owe him so much. And the loyalty that I have for that man is undoubtedly, you know, way beyond and above. And let alone on top of that, my first trainer, my actual, when I felt like I probably got trained, 
you know, my first trainer was RJ, which is the bruiser who unfortunately, you know, passed away, died from leukemia. And, you know, he's always been a great sweetheart, a mentor, a best friend. And he was always there for me. And, you know, like, it's unfortunate what happened to him. And I still keep in contact with uh, his <laughs> and <then> my husband. <laughs> I still keep in contact. <laughs> with Tara and everyone else as I possibly can, like Joe Keith, thank you, Dixon. They're my guys. I love them. Yeah, I've heard their names thrown around a lot from, you know, Gia. Um, it, it seems like a really good support system there. Like, it seems like a lot of the trainers and all, they really care and they really want to develop you and, and, you know, make you a good wrestler. Because, you know, the one big thing about MCW is, you know, when you train with them, they want, you know, you to make them look good, obviously. If, you know, you go through their training system and then you go out there and just, you know, botch a lot, stuff like that, that's kind of on them. So I know they're really big on making sure anyone who goes through, you know, their system and all that really gets taken care of. And I, I really like that. That seems, seems like a lot of great people that work there behind the scenes. Yeah, and like what I love about it is that, you know, the guys there, they, they look after the girls. They look after the girls. So it's like, especially in, in wrestling, it's like, it's difficult. It's hard. It's hard being a woman <laughs> in wrestling. But with them, like, as far as I know, my experience, they definitely looked out for me. So what would you say was your favorite match so far with MCW? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was able to be tag team partners with Mickey James. But um, I would say I definitely had, like, a great match with Melina. I had a lot of fun with her, you know. She's a lot of fire. Yeah, I, I missed that time period where she was, I think she was champion for, like, 350 days. She was originally the longest reigning champion. I really wish I would have taken advantage and saw her when she mm -hmm. was there, but... Yeah, I know your last match that you had there was back in, you know, last year, or 2019 in December. Is there any chance of you potentially returning? Oh, so uh, what was it? I thought I, I made like a surprise, you know, appearance. How how long would that be? I mean, I'm not quite sure. Because well, I remember I the last time I remember you being there was, you know, when you had dropped the MCW um, women's title, the GIA, at the, yes. um, the event that Private Party was at. And then I don't remember you being it because I know I went to pretty much every one of their events after that. There was like yeah. a few that was like in Hollywood, Maryland that I missed, but um, all the ones in Java I went to. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, you got me. Like my memory is not the greatest. <laughs> Neither is <laughs> mine. This is 2019. It's 2021. I'm going to remember all of that. Uh, yeah, you got me. Maybe Gia remembers. Yeah, because she got, she got a one up on me. She got a one up with me. I haven't forgotten. She's yeah. still on my radar. <laughs> I remember too, like after that match, you went back to the merch table and I had gotten up and went to the bathroom and I came back and I saw, and I remember I said something, I was like, you know, you did really good in your match and you just had like this like dazed, like look in your eyes, like you look like, you were like, what is he saying? It was, it was probably like really loud, but I remember like, um, 
Oh, I, maybe I was still seeing stars. <laughs> it could have been the case. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was, I was still seeing stars. <laughs> it, it was a fun match. Um, it, it sucks that was the only match I ever got to see you live. I did go to the event in October when Kane came. And yeah. I, I remember I met you there, but I couldn't stay for the actual matches because of work. So um, I understand. Yeah I, yeah, I would definitely love to see you live again. That was, you know, a really fun match and, you know, well, really fun meeting you as, you know, of course. Well, hey, I mean, if like MCW ever bring me again, like I'm all up for it. And I know? will be there. Yeah. We were literally in the habit of going to like pretty much all of their events and then COVID happened and that just like screwed yes. everything because we were getting so excited because we never really went to many just wrestling events in general because obviously WWE's only comes to Maryland so often so we're like oh yeah. MCW like we really like this environment but let's go 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 and then here comes COVID. Yeah, COVID, man, it, 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 I think it, it pretty much affected everyone. And then for those who didn't affect, if you're essential, you know, great for you. But, you know, it was, it was unfortunate that, you know, how, how everyone took a hit. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, it, it obviously helped out some businesses if you were, like, on yeah. food oh, delivery yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, if Go you didn't have an essential job. I'm going home depot. Okay, okay honey. You look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, made a little His life is Home Depot room. now. He loves going to Home Depot. Does he? Yeah, he he became like a little a little fixer upper. You know, he did like the light switches and everything. Shocked himself for pretty much probably over ten times. Oh my goodness! But now he's like into like the he's trying to be the next Tony Star, pretty much. Have you ever seen that video? It's been it's like a twenty years old on um online where this guy's like messing with the electricity thing and he pretends he's getting shocked and the guy next to him's like freaking out then when he's like he's like i'm just kidding he starts laughing the guy like shoves a banana in his face oh no i haven't you gotta send me that i i will yeah that were just like every anytime you know i think of a like an electrician i always think of that video it's pretty <laughs> funny it's like something that you don't really want to tease someone about because obviously that can be very deadly but like it was just too funny just seeing how scared the guy was right next to him like he's like freaking out not knowing what to do oh my gosh no like i actually saw it happen to him when i was speaking with a contractor so the contractor and i were both in the kitchen while you know, my husband, he's messing around with the wires. And next thing I know, it's just like, we just saw like this <laughs> like explosion went off and oh he goodness. flew back. <laughs> so, we're like, is he alive? He didn't like get his hair like all staticky in the air and, and all, did he? Well, I wouldn't call it static. I mean, his hair looked all frazzled, <laughs> you know, from it all. I think was that from Home Alone where he had the he touched the sink and it was in the in the kid yes, the, yeah yes. like on that. <laughs> See, I I don't need to do anything to him. You know, like he'll do everything himself. I'll just collect that life insurance. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's a good way to think of it, I guess. Yeah, we we always tease each other because either that if I get hurt or whatever, God forbid, he collects the life insurance. If he was to let's say chop himself, then hey. You're set for life. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So now we uh we talked about MCW. Now I want to talk about um the May Young Classic. So you got an opportunity mm-hmm. to compete in that. And that was really exciting for me because there were, you know, women who I had followed on the indies and I got to see them at, you know, in, you know, WWE and I thought that was really fun. So you got to compete against um Candice LeRae. So tell me about how did you get that opportunity and a little bit about your experience? Uh, okay, so how I got the opportunity was because um, I did do the WWE tryout, and I know that they were looking for a plethora amount of girls. What kind of girls that they were looking at for, I absolutely have no idea. Um, and I just recently got back from Japan not too long ago. Plus, I was like, I didn't feel like I was in the best shape of my life, but that's just my own critique, because I think I was in the stage of like bulking. And then, you know, wanting to like shred and everything. You know, to other people, they say I look perfectly fine. To me, I am my own worst critic. But um, when I was able to get a chance to wrestle Candice LeRae, I'm like, Candice, <laughs> you know? So I know that she has like 15 years of experience on me. And that is a lot of experience. So I was excited. But I was also nervous, but being in the ring with her, she's a firecracker. She she hits a lot harder than, than you know, you assume for someone being that small, you know, and she's very clever. She's very well experienced. I give her her props. I want my rematch, but I'll give her her props. Yeah, I would love a rematch because, like you said, she is a hard hitter and she, you know, she has that spark and that fire. Like the first time I'd ever seen anything, you know, a video of her was she was taking like a she took this really like intense like backbreaker I think that's what it was yeah it, it went viral online I was like god this girl is hardcore like you don't see that stuff that often like that yes. and also with wrestling in in the WWE ring it's not soft so you're so you're taking all that impact especially like in the you know towards like near like the corner of the ring so when I took a finisher I felt it all so my body's bouncing there was no give but my body's bouncing and it knocked the wind out of me. On top of that, I broke my toenail right across. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, the ring in general is no joke. Like, you don't realize it as a fan watching, you know, on TV. But when you go to a live event, you hear the body slamming, you know, on that mat. It's oh. like it's straight wood under there. Like, you don't, you, you think as a wood, fan, you know, metal, adding and yeah. stuff like that. No, like, it's loud and heavy and... Yeah, there's wood, there's metal, there's really no give. It's like the equivalent of football players hitting each other. That's how much you change. Like, you know how football players, they tap each other and everything. That's pretty much almost like the same impact every time you're being slammed (laughs) in that ring. Exactly. And that's something I don't want to experience, honestly, because I know just one wrong bump, boom, you know, yeah. broken arm, broken leg, you know. Yeah, I, I blew my I blew my ACL, MCL, metal meniscus all in one. Ooh. You know, I was injured for like a good six to nine months. Oh, wow. That's it. I thought you would be out longer than that. Because I know no, um, I took the surgery. And then after that, I just went like extensive, intense, like rehab. So I guess for some people it'll be a lot longer, but I was determined <laughs> to get back, get back into like shape and get back into like you know in the ring. Yeah, I know if you really like push yourself, you can really heal up a lot quicker. Like I don't know how familiar you are with like football, but I remember when Adrian Peterson he tore his like ACL, MCL. 
he got himself in shape real quick in the next year. He almost yeah. breaks the record for most rushing yards in the season. Like at the time, that was just like you've never seen that before. So if you really work hard, and sometimes it also depends on your body as well, like how it heals and stuff like that. It's so strange because in a way, it's like after your injury, you come back as a better athlete than you were before. Yeah, I know, because, you know, a lot of people, they're just so motivated to come back, you know, better than ever, and, you know, they do it. Some some can't, though. They just, they have that in their head, and they're just mentally scarred, and they can't, they're afraid to do the stuff that they did before, just because, you know, they don't want to go through that pain again, and, you know, I can understand, too. Like, I've seen plenty of, you know, athletes that yeah. have, they're just not the same anymore. Yeah, I mean, Tegan, Tegan Knox, she's, like, a great prime example. She keeps coming back. I think she's tore, like, ACL or oh, MCL, like, three times or something like yes, that. Yes, it's ridiculous. That's crazy. But she keeps – yeah, I get – she's a tough cookie, you know. And, you know, it, every time, like, when she does come back, she's, like, even more better. I don't know what it is, but she has that fire in her. Yeah, she does. Like, she has a brace on both legs and all. She just keeps going out there and doing it. And they, and they use that in the storyline, too, where um, Dakota was, like, slamming the cage on it. I'm like, you know, she tough. Like, she's tough. Yeah, and I really, yeah. like, hope to see them do something really big with her because I I used, like, I am still a really big Dakota Kai fan. Like, I was a fan of her when she was Evie. I was cheering for Tegan during their feud. That's how much, like, Tegan really won me over. And I was like, wow, like, this girl, she's got something. Yeah, especially with all the trials and tribulations and obstacles that she had to go through. I was cheering for her as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, she's like the ultimate underdog. And Yes. And speaking of her, is she hurt right now? Because I don't – because I haven't really been following that much WWE lately, and I feel like I haven't seen her name pop up recently. You know, I, that's a good question. I'll ask my husband about that. I'm not sure because I know that them, them two are close. Okay. Yeah, because uh, – I watch NXT every now and then. I don't recall seeing her. She wasn't in the War Games match. So it's like, I wonder if she's hurt again. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not either. It's like people are getting hurt left and right. I can't yeah, keep up. Exactly. I can't keep up. It, it can be hard to keep up with that yeah. stuff like that, especially if you're not like, you know, religiously following it. It, it makes it tougher. So now my next question. So yeah. now. Um, yeah, like not, not too many. Not too many people knew that I was injured, you know, because I didn't, I didn't, I was not ready to make that announcement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes you, know, if you don't I make that ready. announcement and you just quietly, like, kind of disappear. People aren't going to know. Yeah. Yes, but, um, absolutely. And then, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I think for me, it was definitely like a blessing. No, actually, I was injured. And then right when I got cleared, that's when I was thrown into the ring with my husband, you know, going against uh, Carmela and R-True. So that was the day that I got cleared. I remember that. I was really excited seeing you, like, on, you know, WWE television because it seemed like they were doing something where they were going to have you, like, in the 24-7 title picture because I know I – I remember the last thing I remember seeing from you with them was when you were, like, posting the flyers around the mall, like, looking for the title. And I was like, they're going to make this a thing. And I was really excited, and then just nothing happened after that. But, He's like, got my husband back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, that's the most important thing. So, yeah, uh, even though like my my wife is growing and everything else, but you know, I still felt like I should have won. That would have been nice, honestly. But 
it, it's still, you know, the title's still out there. It still could happen down the road. You never know. People come in, you know, for a yeah, one-time right. thing and they win in, you know. It's the 24-7 title. Anything can happen. There's really no rules with that title. Right. Right. As long as it's not distracting my husband again, I'm okay with it. It could be <laughs> over there. Uh, so now, lastly, I want to wrap this up with talking a little bit about, like, Impact Wrestling. So you've been working with them lately. So how did you get in with Impact? And tell me about some of your plans with them. Uh, yes, I was definitely contacted. Um, the new outfit or gear that I have, I actually have been withholding that within a year. You know, I decided to change up my look, you know, rocking the honey hair to my whole look from head to toe. Um, I wanted to try something new, you know, and what better way to present that at Impact when I got the opportunity to work with them. Yeah, I remember when you debuted on Impact and you had that new gear, like everyone was talking about on social media, like it looks so badass looking and it was definitely a good look for you. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, it was, it was, I mean, you, no pun intended, made an impact and everyone was talking about Renee Michelle on social media. It's like, I gotta, I gotta tune into this. Cause you know, I, just like with, you know, WWE, I, I try to watch as much impact as I can. I was like, you know, I'm going to really like get on demand and watch this and see this. And I thought it was pretty cool. I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, them do like, some more with you on the impact. Um, you know what, um, having to wrestle and be in the ring with Jazz and Jordan Grace, I mean, working Jazz, like, she, she still got it, you know, even though at times she's trying to retire, you know, like, she still got that wrestling bug, you know, everyone loves her, she's a very respectable woman, she have, you know, she still got it, don't tell her I told you that, but other than that, you know, I, I have my mad respects for her. Yeah, because I remember she um, retired, and then she, you know, announced that she's coming out of retirement for that tournament, the tag team tournament for Impact, and now apparently yeah. she's going to do a retirement tour now, which is cool, because I, I think I heard that that's what she originally wanted to do for 2020, but then COVID happened, and that kind of, you know, yeah. screwed them plans, but I guess, you know, she still got the bug, and it's like, hey, why not do this, you know, retirement tour now, so I think that's awesome that she's going out on her yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I and I do hope like, you know, I'll be part of that retirement journey. Or, you know, but um other than that, you know, she she's been in the industry for such a long time. So having to I mean, besides the fact that she surprised me, you know, an impact, you know, mm -hmm. but having to like after like sit down and talk with her and you know, listening to all the stories and stuff that she was telling me, what she went through and, you know, from ECW, WWE and everything else, I was like, wow. You know, I love hearing stories like that, especially from the older, you know, older generation and like, you know, you get a newfound appreciation. Exactly, because they're passing on all that knowledge and experiences to you. So you're basically like a sponge absorbing all that. And that's yes. still like, that's one of my goals. I want to get, you know, someone on the show who's been in the business for like, you know, 10 plus years. So I can kind of learn, you know, hear about their experiences from back in the day. Because obviously like 15 years ago, social media really wasn't a big thing. So kind mm -hmm. of hearing about how these wrestlers transitioned into this new era of wrestling with, you know, the streaming online, the social media. So I think that would be cool to learn 
um, about that. Jazz is on my list of wrestlers I would love to have on the show. Um, hopefully I can get that, you know, make that happen sometime in the near future. Pretty sure you can. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll make the, I'll reach out to her, you know, sometime in the near future and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And then also um, being in the ring with Taya Valkyrie, as well as Tasha Steele, they, them two are spitfires, you know, all three of them messing up my face. I don't, I don't understand why, you know, they're messing up all this beauty, but, you know, it's just life lesson learned, you know, they, they got me once, you know, they won't fool me again. Exactly. You know, like I said, fool you once, shame on um, them, but fool you twice, shame on you. So, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Tasha's another one that um, I'm actually, like, I had a chance to see her wrestle live about, I think it was, like, January. There was um, primetime wrestling in D.C. She um, she competed at, but I remember I didn't even know she was going to be there because the flyer had, like, all male wrestlers. Like, oh, I guess they don't have any, you know, women matches. And I come to find out she was there. And I was like, oh, I had my chance because she's on my list of people I want to see wrestle live, so. Yeah, and I know she's in Impact doing her thing now, so I don't know how often she does indie bookings now. But oh, I, I really don't know. But it's like being in the room with her. I it's like I was excited, but also nervous. I have no idea what I was going to get myself into. <laughs> Obviously, I got my butt beat at the end, but I will have my revenge. There you go. You go get that revenge, and I'll be rooting for you. Yes. <laughs> don't tell Tasha I said that though. I'm a teller. <laughs> oh, you get me in trouble. <laughs> but um, Renee, so this wraps up our interview. I just have to thank you so much again for uh, joining joining me today on O Face Wrestling. Yes, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Do you want to share your social media real quick so everyone can know where to find you? Oh yes, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram, which is Lady RM, as well as um twitter which is one renee michelle and as well as facebook which is one renee michelle and also on my instagram if you ever want to purchase products or whatever you could go on my big cartel all of that information is there for you too all right make sure you all check out um, her on social media um, i'll put all them links in the bio below um just make sure you give us a sub on youtube follow us on facebook twitter instagram just search oface wrestling and boom will pop up thank you all for tuning in thank you